0: Whoop! Well, Stoners, pack your bulls! It's time for Beef Sticks Podcast! <laughs> we're bringing back your age-old favorite special that hasn't came around since episode six! Oh, it's like the rib-witch! It's crazy. But when it's here, you gotta get it. And we got it. And we're giving it to you! Welcome to 420 Deluxe with Cheese, the second helping. My name is Pasty. If you didn't already know, you probably should by now. And I am Fat Mac,
1: which I would assume most of you probably knew also, unless you were just kind of stoned and accidentally came across this channel out of nowhere when you you were perusing your local podcast. I don't know, do stoners peruse? I think they just click through, don't they?
0: Oh, probably. They've already hung up by now. Yeah.
1: Done. Dun, dun, done.
0: And that's all of our show for you today, folks.
1: Have a great weekend. <laughs> Inject yourself with uh with disinfectant. And yes. Fun.
0: yes. And UV rays it, it, right into your eyes. Just stare at the sun and it will cure you. It can't hurt, right? It can't, right, right. I mean, the sun,
1: uh. the sun doesn't do anything bad. <laughs> it's not like it could give you cancer. This isn't, uh, this isn't vaccinations for diseases.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, that sounds good.
0: Oh, it is tasty. It is tasty. Got some Jesse James bourbon in the house. It's a good smooth ride.
1: Like old Jesse James.
0: It's my first time with this particular bourbon, but I was I, I
1: was talking about Team Rocket, really. Oh, but.
0: okay. Fun fact about Jesse James: at least this is a story my grandmother told me when I was growing up, and that she received a bag of uh, money when she was a young girl on her doorstep from the great Jesse James, Robin stagecoaches, and helping out those in need. It was uh. I'm pretty sure my grandma wouldn't lie to me. She wasn't that kind of a lady, so I'm I'm taking it as fact.
1: She might have believed it was. I think it was the. Uh, I think it was her actual father dropping off the quote unquote <laughs> child support to her mama. <laughs> but you know, whatever made her sleep at night, it's good.
0: <laughs> I'm just joshing.
1: I mean, oh, that is awesome. split
0: up back then. They just murdered each other. Yeah, or just never <laughs> spoke of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know my whole life, my grandmother and grandfather never even slept in the same bedroom.
1: You got to love it when you hear people nowadays like, oh, back in, back in our grandparents' days, there wasn't any divorces. And it's like, yeah, and your grandma got beat the shit out of, right. too.
0: Divorce There's is not dysentery.
1: <laughs> yeah, there was not one... Uh, <laughs> There's not one couple that stayed together that the, that the the wife did not get beat. Maybe not even maliciously. That's just how it was back in the day. Food was cold, you slapped her, you know? I mean, it's just, it happened.
0: Well, when it's the like, TV's they not working, happy. you got a bang on it a little bit, right?
1: Exactly. So it's like, they weren't happy. Just because they didn't get divorced didn't mean they were happy. There's a huge difference. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Show me somebody who's been married for five years, and show me somebody who's been divorced for five days. I'll show you who's happier.
0: Right? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking air. Uh, unless <laughs> he's <laughs> paying alimony. LDS. At least before
1: I was going to say, at least before them alimony <laughs> checks get written. That's why I said five days. Five days.
0: He hasn't written the check yet. Five days. All right. Six <laughs> days is pretty questionable.
1: That's cool. yeah, man. They can get that paperwork going now. Maybe not during the COVID, but. <laughs>
0: Uh, and that brings us to everybody's favorite top of the show activity fat mac take us back to this week in pro wrestling history
1: oh pacey this week in pro wrestling history we're going back a little bit but not as far back as we're gonna go in a couple weeks i was surprised when i was looking uh, forward at some of these and uh we're gonna jump back here in a couple weeks so folks stay tuned don't miss out on the show you're gonna be impressed but this week we're talking about the AWA presenting Wrestle Rock 86. And this happened from uh, from Pasty in my home state, the Metrodome in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And that happened on which eventful day, Pasty? 420,
0: 1986. That's right.
1: April 20th. And 22,000 stoned out of mind, <laughs> starry-eyed fans were in attendance.
0: Did they celebrate 420 back then? Oh, man, they, they smoked
1: weed back then. But, sadly, it would be the final stadium show for a dying AWA. But, this one this one was a good one. I actually went back and, and watched a handful of these matches. Not every match, but a handful of these. And I enjoyed myself nostalgically. First off, um, these were different times. I'm just going to call the match what it was. Nowadays, we would call it a little person's match or maybe just a match. But they had what was billed as a midget match. Woo! And we had Little Mr. T, <laughs> a pity to fool a little, <laughs> and Cowboy Lang defeating Lord Littlebrook and Little Tokyo. Oh,
0: man. I hope Little Tokyo is dressed up like Godzilla.
1: It's a, <laughs> He is, not he's kind of dressed up kind of like <laughs> a martial artist. He's got the uh, headband and the, the dojo pants we also seen Buddy Rose and Doug Summers defeat the Midnight Rockers. Some of you might know them as Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Yeah. Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo, who are uh, relatives of good old Bray Wyatt over there, yes, indeed. defeated the fabulous ones Steve Kern and Stan Lane. We've seen Harley Race before he was King Harley Race in WWF and Rick Martel fight to a double countout. And that's something you didn't see a lot back in 86 pasty. Cause it would be hard for you to find 10 women wrestlers that anybody knew, but by gum, AWA was ahead of the times. They had a 10 woman battle Royal.
0: That was all the women in wrestling.
1: <clears throat> Basically, honestly, it was, it was pretty close to it. Um, the winner, I think everybody listening to the podcast will recognize the name, Sherry Martell. Mm-hmm. And she defeated some names that are memorable and some names some folks probably don't know. I know I don't know all of these.
0: And, hell, the first one is a <laughs> WWE Hall of Famer. Huh? Yes, and
1: the first one that she defeated and uh, ongoing was Luna Vachon. Also, Joyce Grable, Kat LaRue, Rose Devine, Taylor Thomas, no Jonathan there, folks, Despina Montagas. Misty Blue Sims, Debbie Combs, and Candy Devine. We also see in an AWA Americas Championship, boy, why don't they bring that back? Sergeant Slaughter defeated Kamala by DQ to retain the title. AWA World Tag Team Championship, Scott Hall and Kurt Henning defended their title against the Long Riders, Bill and Scott Irwin. We then seen a boxing match with special referee Larry the Axe Hennig. And that had Scott Ledoux defeating Larry Zbysko by DQ. We got into a couple cage matches. The first cage match, Greg Gagne and Jimmy Snuka. Watch the uh, uh, dark side of the ring on him, folks. Defeated Bruiser Brody. Watch the dark side of the ring on him, (laughs) folks. And John Nord, who would go on to be the uh, berserker in WWE. WWF actually next cage match: The Road Warriors defeated Freebirds Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin. We then seen Vern Gagne defeat Sheik Adnan Al Qasi and the main event of AWA World Heavyweight Champion Nick Bockwinkel retaining his title over Stan Hansen by DQ. a lot of names from the God past damn. year. A lot of big yeah, names this a in card this card. I
0: wish I would have been alive to see. This would have been amazing.
1: Well, all you got to do is join the <laughs> WWE Network for nine ninety nine, and you can watch
0: oh, it. Oh, but in person, in real life, at the time.
1: Oh, that would be crazy. awesome. And it's just, you know, it's just, what, a, a, a short drive away. hmm We used to, you and I were Meet talking about how, how hard it is to find Minnesotan wrestlers, wrestlers, excuse me, nowadays, and look at what we had back in 86.
0: Yep. We could have been watching this that's shit. That's a whole card of recognizable names. I love it. <sighs>
1: so fun, so good. So, so great. uh
0: great. It reminds me of liver sausage, Fat Mac.
1: Oh, I love some oh, liver sausage. I got a so relationship good. with liver sausage.
2: Mm. No, I no I I really you know, my relationship with liver sausage is kind of uh <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's been an off and on relationship my whole life. <laughs> I, You know, at some, sometimes, you know, at some points in my life, I've just, you know, absolutely craved it and loved it. And then I would, I'd find, I'd find another love. It's like finding another woman. And all of a oh. sudden, all of my, all of my focus and my energy was on so, something else. But just like that high school sweetheart, just like that first love you ever had, there's always that little bit of tug at your heart every once in a while when you're feeling nostalgic or you're just in a certain frame of mind and you're looking back. And whenever I'd reach one of those kind of states of mind, I I'd go right back to, to liver sausage because that's the relationship we have. But no, at, at this point in time, I had, I had kind of an estranged relationship with liver sausage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so weird to c- compare liver sausage to relationship.
1: Who says he's comparing? <laughs> <laughs> That's the best thing about these uh, these Tolkien JRs when we when we give little to no backstory on them. What is he talking about? <laughs> Honestly, what is he talking about?
0: Oh man, Conrad Thompson. I wanted him to crossplay as Paul Bearer. He could do the voice. <laughs> He'd have to. Oh yes. <laughs> Oh,
1: you'd have to Have you ever seen the Alabama Dream? No. He dresses up as when uh remember when uh One Man Gang was the the African Dream and they dressed him up in African garb and everything and uh. Oh, he looks just he looks just like him. Just do a search for Alabama Dream or Conrad Thompson uh uh, uh African Dream. Hakim Akim Akim not Hakim. Akim the African Dream was was One Man Gang. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's good. I could
0: I could see it in my head just thinking about it. (laughs) Like Yeah.
1: Old Conrad, you know what's amazing? He's got another he's got another podcast going now. He does. Of course he he does. First he had one for every day of the week with all of his different wrestling friends. Now he does a uh Dark Side of the Podcast where he reviews Dark Side of the Ring the day after it airs. (laughs) With with the producers. Like he gets he has the actual producers come in and tell us
0: actual after show.
1: Yeah, yeah, they talk about you know how you know the the difficulties. They talk about stuff that they recorded but didn't get to use. They, it's a, it's a really it's another fun podcast to listen to. And that it's sounds like
0: sounds like one I'll check out.
1: How does this dude have time to do all of this and still run his own mortgage company and run all these live shows? I don't his know how he does home it.
0: Home social distancing. What do you expect?
1: I uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how he does it, but it's pretty awesome. It's uh, I recommend it. If you like Dark Side of the Ring, I recommend Dark Side of the Podcast. It's the same place you can find all of his podcasts. It's really a fun one. It's a fun one. Wahoo.
0: Wow. So this uh this list we got coming up here is also a fun one. It's Super another fun. 10 golden stoners in wrestling. And I uh For- apparently had completely forgotten we did a first one to begin <laughs> with.
1: Well, for those longtime listeners who, who go back, way back to Season 1, Episode 6, back in 2017, I'll just run down the list of, uh, in no particular order, just so that when, when we read this, you don't sit there and think, oh my gosh, how'd they leave this guy out, or how'd they leave this guy out? We had RVD, Val Venus, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, oh, Rick Rude, Chronic, Godfather, MVP, who I busted out laughing because uh, at the time... Pasty White may have been partaking in some 420 activities, because I could hear it. <laughs> and he called MVP, I, I wrote this down because I laughed so hard with a big belly laugh, Montavious Von Porter.
2: <laughs>
1: I was like, oh, that's the best. I forgot about Montavious Von Porter. <laughs> or, or Montel Von Tavious Porter, either way. Um, well, we also had Kendrick in London. At, uh brian kendrick and paul london and yeah, hulk hogan in a list last week they did so did uh so did chronic yeah ironic ironically
0: the ironic chronic
1: the ironic chronic so there, that was our list that
0: was strategy's original <laughs> rap name
1: Ooh, yeah i kind of like that yeah. i actually i don't it, it doesn't roll thug off the tongue chronic. very well we were
0: like superheroes
1: yeah it doesn't roll off the tongue as well as so, strategy though no, jay <laughs>
0: thug and pasty pasty yeah just yeah uh,
1: uh, but there you go. That's that's why if you're if you're thinking of any of those names on the list, that's why they're not on this list. Just to let y'all know.
0: They probably no. would have been if I would have had my hands up.
1: <laughs> oh Montavious Von Porter yeah. would have been in there, baby. Twice. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. I loved it. I was so happy when I heard that. Oh, you want to start us off, Pasty?
0: Yeah, we'll bring it in with good old Brian road dog Armstrong the guy who would use the catchphrase roll this dog a bone once even smoked up with Ben Stiller backstage at Raw which just gotta be an awkward he's gotta be like a super paranoid smoker right <laughs> like just annoying to be around
1: I feel like if you ever watch the outtakes from uh uh meet the parents that's probably just him stoned <laughs> just riffing
0: that's yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we know Ben Stiller's a smoker. I mean, Tropic Thunder. That he Hello. been stoned the entire time making that shit show. I, Love that. At least
1: he was stoned when he signed up for it. <laughs> Hello. Come on.
0: Yeah.
1: Didn't help uh, Robert Downey Jr.
0: <laughs> well, he was still Iron Man. I'm surprised. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but what? that
1: yeah, that came after. He, the, he's lucky he got it after this one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was after this. Uh, i'm pretty sure uh, that was after tropic then i don't know it yeah. doesn't matter
0: yeah it was after Tropic. Then. okay uh but yes uh back on the track of road uh the rumors indicate that he would sometimes spend all day smoking marijuana with fans before wrestling that night which as a performer that is your goddamn solemn duty and obligation speaking from experience
1: oh for sure <laughs> For sure, and and you know they're definitely gonna uh, buy you your never merch bring afterwards. To the venue. So <laughs> <You smoke their laughs> no, no, sell
0: them your stuff, and then buy some for exactly.
1: <laughs> um, and Pasty, before we go any farther, I just I don't remember if we stated it when we were talking because we were rambling. This is not in an actual one oh, yeah, to ten no. order or nothing. It's a <clears throat> we just put these list. together. Yeah, exactly. We just threw them together and said if there's going to be an order, we just put it in alphabetical order. Screw it. Just random. No no, no thought involved. We like no thought involved.
0: Yes, indeed.
1: Somebody who thought a lot, though, thought a lot of the uh, herb was Bobby Heenan. Some folks, that may surprise him, but Jim Ross has said of Heenan, he loved smoking weed. It made him calm down because he got a little high strung. Bobby would get offended by the booking. We're having to make sense out of Duke the Dumpster Drossy or the Repo Man or whatever in the character. Not the human being playing the role, the goddamn character. He'd get frustrated. We used to have a code word when we smoked pot. Chocolate cake. He'd say, hey, redneck, your wife making that chocolate cake? So I knew what he wanted. Let's go for a ride. Need to calm down and chill.
0: You don't think Vince would, like... Did you say
2: chocolate? (laughs) Did you say say chocolate? chocolate?
1: (laughs) And uh, there's actually another good story that, let me see. I think it got, it either got cut off or, yeah, it did get cut off. So here, there's another good story with uh, Bobby Heenan before we go on. This is a story from Bruce Pritchard. He's told on his podcast. He told the story that he told Bobby Heenan that when flying on an airplane, on the airlines, hide the weed in your socks. They never look there. Now, remember, folks, this is like back in the 80s. This isn't, this isn't nowadays. I, I don't recommend that nowadays.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't recommend that nowadays. You're going to get busted.
0: Now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but he said, you know, hide the weed in your sock when you're, fly- when you're flying. They never look there. Well, one day Bruce got an angry phone call from Bobby. He was in jail. And Bobby told him he got arrested for weed at the airport and he blamed Bruce Pritchard. He was yelling furious at Bruce when he said, they found the weed. What the fuck? They found it in my suitcase. I had hid it in my socks before I packed them into the suitcase and they still found it, you fucker. (laughs) (laughs) I love that story. That makes me giggle. God, a he'd have bit. been a good
0: one to smoke with.
1: <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Oh man. Such a such a uh, a smart mind and a, and a quick wit. Yes. He'd have you rolling.
0: My polar opposite.
1: He'd have you rolling and rolling. Yeah.
0: <laughs> rolling while rolling, Make the job harder. Exactly. Ah, speaking of making the job harder, our next occupant in the Golden Stoners list is Jake Hager formerly known as Jack Swagger. And while in WWE, he was no stranger to start and stop pushes. But that seemed to be in the past, once the American Matt Wrestler was paired up with Zeb Goulter. In a strong run, as the real Americans, Jack saw victories over former WWE champions, including Daniel Bryan. Of course, that match unfortunately spelled the beginning of the end for Swagger, as the following night he was pulled over and charged with a DUI in possession of the Devil's Lettuce. He wasn't suspended for the incident, and still went on to face Alberto Del Rio at WrestleMania that year. In fact, the only negative to the story was, Swagger didn't get an entrance at Mania. Never again received a top-tier push, and would eventually be released from the company.
1: I can just see the uh, shirts now. Weed the people!
0: Yes! <laughs> yes. I'm just gonna take that and make that my own. It's parody, it falls under copyright.
1: Exactly. Yes. We dig it. Yes. And somebody who doesn't worry about copyright infringement is uh, Conan.
0: <laughs> no, he just barbarian.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh K Dog, anybody who listens to his podcast might know he frequently travels to Iran. But that's only because Iran is his code for getting
0: high. It is not a good term. term. You're still going to have the government looking at your text messages. (laughs) There you (laughs) go. This guy goes to Iran a lot.
1: (laughs) Well, he got that term from the Iron Sheik, and we'll touch on that a little bit later. Anytime OK Dog mentions on his podcast that he's traveling to Iran, and he does very often, he means that he's getting high, similar to JR's eating chocolate cake as we talked about earlier. And he he very much does, and he's been very open about his uh, cannabis use, and has even mentioned that that's one of the reasons he likes to spend so much time down in Mexico. Is that they you know it's mostly legalized there, and he likes to stay around where it's legalized.
0: It's all swag, bricky, bricky yeah. swag.
1: It's swag. <laughs> it is, it's the swaggiest.
0: <laughs> ah. This one won't surprise anybody, Fat Mac. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, it's not a riddle, but it's Matt Riddle. The 2016 rookie of the year was forced to choose between a promising MMA career and a marijuana habit in 2013. Twice. Which one ready. did he pick? <laughs> I wonder why he's in WWE. <laughs> Twice, Riddle had a USC victory overturned after a drug test revealed marijuana in his system. He was released after his second failure.
1: Yeah, that's a bro who knows how to roll the smoke, yo.
0: It sucks when they can overturn it like they can for steroids for pot. It's not the same thing. If anything, it should make him lose fights more. Right? Right.
1: Well, just just ask old Michael Phelps. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's... It's more of a detriment than anything but it's on the list <clears throat> somebody who else is on on many lists is sabu the genocidal homicidal suicidal extreme one is the one who and this might surprise some of you first introduced the man on our original list rob van dam to marijuana if you got him started you know you're smoking good shit oh yeah He was actually arrested alongside RVD for marijuana possession, which was the reason for RVD losing his WWE championship at the time. WWE was doing nothing with Sabu. So it really didn't affect him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It probably affected RVD more because he was with Sabu though, because they weren't doing business with him. You know what I mean?
1: There you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And of course you can't have Sabu without the iron sheik. Am I right? okay (laughs) aside from killing kayfabe when he (laughs) got arrested for smoking weed with Babyface jim duggan sheik also once lit a joint on an airplane joining the mile high club this was back this was back when smoking was allowed on planes but not marijuana when the stewardess informed the former olympic indian that he couldn't smoke on that plane he insisted he was smoking Iranian tobacco,
1: wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> I just wanna, I just, <laughs> I, I know it was just an accident and just a slip of the tongue, but we, you did mean former Olympic Iranian and not Indian. We, we understand yes. that. We, yes. we know the difference between the Middle Eastern people, and we're I not do. lumping them all together. No. <clears throat> Uh, and that's where Conan got the term. Conan was on that flight, and that's where he got the term going to Iran. He would <laughs> used that every time after that. Oh, Shiki baby. More well-known for his cocaine use, but that's another story. Uh, Matt Seidel, pasty. We all hey. love Matt Seidel. Well, is definitely a high flyer, pun intended. Unfortunately, he flew into Japan with some weed and got himself arrested. As a matter of fact, he spent almost three months in a Japanese prison because of it. They, uh, they're they strict on their stuff over it's there, folks. It's definitely
0: common knowledge now. You buy your <laughs> weed once you're in Japan. Yeah, you don't take it with.
1: <laughs> also, he was uh, released in 2014 from WWE for multiple wellness policy violations, every one of them testing positive for marijuana. If you've ever watched Matt Seidel or Evan Bourne as he was in a WWE, yes. you know he isn't Aaron taking Born. the roids. Yeah, he hasn't taken the steroids. It was marijuana every time.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's definitely not a steroid guy.
1: Uh, um, you mind if I take the next one, pasty? Oh, because I, I, have a, I have a strong, a strong connection with old Sir Waltman.
0: Yeah, a bunch of yeast infections, right?
1: Uh, exactly. We share yeah. that.
0: Yeah.
1: Sean oh, Waltman,
0: <laughs>
1: or x pac
0: 6 pac the Kid,
1: Lightning Kid, One, Two, Three Kid, whatever you want to call him. He has been very open about his marijuana habit for years and has gotten him in trouble from time to time. Including a story we touched on a while back in our news and notes where he got picked and arrested at the airport by customs on his way to Europe for marijuana capsules in his possession. Now, at the time, actually, customs officials thought that it was meth... And later dropped all the charges, including the admitted marijuana he was attempting to bring overseas, which is a felony. Um there you go. This is where that uh, that, that part got hit on the last one, so you can just jump to the next guy.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good yes. editing. Good editing over here, <laughs> fat Mac. Way to go, buddy. <laughs> it's just awesome.
0: Woo! Coming in at the end. Maybe not the least important, though. This one might blow your mind just a little bit. It did what I learned about it. Woo. Darren Young. In an interview recently with Ringside News, Darren Young spoke about his own marijuana use while in WWE, stating that he used CBD to cope with injuries and often turned to Mary Jane while enduring long road trips with the likes of Titus O'Neill, Mark Henry, and Seamus. It's got to be a fart-ridden car ride. I just assume Mark Henry and Seamus is... are some gassy motherfuckers. And Titus O'Neil's got to be annoying.
1: That that, would, that definitely doesn't seem like... Time. Yeah, it doesn't seem like three people I want to hang no. out with on a long road trip. But I don't know.
0: <laughs> with the weed, it's probably a little bit funner, though.
1: has to help.
0: But that's not all, Fat Max, because in the same interview... Young went on to speculate that 90% of the current WWE locker room enjoyed sucking the sour spinach and the number Woo-hoo! included CBD use to be almost a totality. So either you're getting high on your own supply or you're getting by on what others are getting high on.
1: That doesn't horribly surprise me. And, of course, CBD is, is legal, doesn't have any... Uh tetrahydrocannabinol in it so it won't come up on a drug test so that's that's really understandable that that almost everybody uses that i admittedly use that i got cbd oil at my house i take drops every night when i take my other pills so
0: um, i don't know it's up and down if he like blazes up and then and then uses some cbd oil it'll keep his high riding for hours longer than it normally would Uh, see i don't
1: know that the cbd oil actually does anything for me i I got it for free. I use it because it's supposed to have health, you know, stuff. Right. Whatever. It was free. I've been using it. I haven't feel noticed like a rebel any different.
0: Your weed-like product.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I like having something that that has the health benefits, but not the negativity. So that's kind of yeah. cool. Oh, so that's our list, folks. Tell us what you think. Tell us who we missed. We we knocked out the the ten that we talked about last. Last time, three years ago, pasty. Holy yes, buckets! Yes,
0: indeed. We're gonna have to make sure to bring this one back going forward because this is a fun one.
1: It's fun. It gets more and more difficult though, because you know, first of all, almost like as Darren Young said, pretty much all of them smoke weed. So it's like you almost just got to find good weed stories to tell, because mm. there are no, there's no longer any. Well, there was rarely any that really had that in their gimmick, other than between. 97 to 2000 was yeah. about the only time that was allowed those three years and we've kind of uh we've smoked them all down to the roach to use a phrase
0: that is true but after darren young said that it got me thinking fat mac if you had to give in and smoke weed with one current wwe roster member who would you like to blaze with
1: if it's a WWE roster member?
0: Yes, current. Um,
1: I'll take Vince out of it cuz he's not a roster, although he would be my he would be my pick. <laughs> um, you know, I think maybe maybe I'd like to I'm I'm going gonna, gonna to cheat and do two. I'm going to do um the Kabuki Warriors. Yeah. I think it'd be fun to get down with Kairi San and Asuka and just Blaze, relax, and 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 hear some stuff that's going on, and get there. I think they'd be fun to. For some reason, they just seem like they'd be fun you just to get to way smoke too weed high, lit.
0: and Oscar starts screaming at you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she might. You know, I, I wouldn't want to drink with Oscar. I don't want to drink. With, I don't want to see angry drunk Oscar. Last thing I want to see. Uh, I think that would be fun. I'm gonna go with them.
0: And if I had to pick, I think my go to. Off the bat would be Xavier Woods, but then that would lead me down the New Day path, and I feel like I might rather smoke with Big E. That That's what I was thinking. Big E would be time. fun. He is so funny on a regular basis.
1: Just make sure he's paying for the food, because I'll bet you he could rack up a couple hundred dollar bill in food with the munchies.
0: <laughs> I've never been much of an anime guy, but I would totally smoke a blunt with Xavier and watch some anime, get some DBZ in my system.
1: Oh, I, uh, my, this goes a little off topic, but only slightly uh, after what you just talked about. <clears throat> my son and I watch, um, I don't even remember what it's called, but they have, they have a hip hop history, um, documentary on Netflix. that's really awesome. It's called something hip hop or hip hop something. I, I'm, I'm doing it no justice, but it's really good. They go through and actually talk to the artists, the actual artists that were there, old school guys, guys that were involved in it, producers, everything, family members, they really get in depth, it's really awesome, and they were talking about uh, the Bay Area, or no, they were talking about Houston, the the last one that we were watching together, and good old Devin the Dude popped up on there, and I was just sitting there, I'm sitting there with my son, and I know I'm supposed to be a a good role model and everything, but As soon as Devin the Dude popped up, because he's not the most well-known rapper, but he's a really good rapper. He's been on a lot of multi-platinum hits and everything. if you
0: listen to some any good 90s rap, R&B, I guess all the way up to the early 2000s, you should hear Devin the Dude.
1: And uh, as soon as he popped up there, I just busted out, (gasps) fuck, I've smoked a blunt on stage (laughs) with him. Yeah. Oh, I got to smoke on stage with him. I sat up in, in the VIP area, and we were drinking Patron. And watching anime. <laughs> and it was Devin the Dude, and it was Scarface's older brother, who doesn't rap. He was just there hanging around smoking weed. And it was the affiliates, a uh, 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 Minneapolis rap group. And I was like, it's just us sitting up there watching anime and smoking or drinking Patron. And then I smoked a fucking blunt with him on stage. And I was just marking out like crazy. And it's like, I know I'm supposed to be a responsible adult and be... A good role model, but I didn't care. I marked the fuck out. I was like, oh, he's yeah. right there. He's right there. I smoked with that goddamn
0: that, motherfucker. You, you don't say no. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun shit. And same was, with, you know, they one had Scarface. The stories you ever told me in our relationship <laughs> ever. <laughs> right? At it's work it's like, as my supervisor. I love you, it's,
1: boy. It's the most real life. Like, I've had some brushes with fame, like John Goodman. I talked to him for like three seconds in an airport. But, you know, that's like whatever. He's a bigger name than Devin the Dude, but I actually hung out with Devin the Dude and actually watched anime and drink Patron and smoked a blunt on stage and shit like that. And it's like, oh, that was fun shit. And I just mark out every time. That was it. Sorry. I kind of went off. Well, here. if you got
0: to drop yours, I got to drop mine. I smoked one blunt with Skilo. Oh, yeah. Strata rolled a better blunt than he did. That was the best part.
1: <laughs> I believe it.
0: Oh, it was good. It felt great. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Skilo had a, had a be, had one bigger hit than Devin the Dude ever had.
0: Yeah, but he that didn't was have all longevity. He ever did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he <laughs> exactly. was not on no Dr. Dre.
1: <laughs> no, that, exactly. <laughs> but that is badass. And good old Strata. Strata can roll a blunt, man. Yes,
0: Woo. yes, he can. And you can grip a beer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh no matter how stoned i am no
0: matter how asleep you are i <laughs> <clock.
1: laughs> not gonna waste it i may be comatose but i'm not gonna waste the beer because fun times it's sad it's not gonna happen this year oh yeah but uh i guess that brings us into somehow the savage
0: sentinel pasty <laughs> yes yes it does fat
1: man <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Do you wanna start off? You want me to start off? How do you wanna take I this? I really don't give this a crap.
0: Train.
2: <laughs> Go for it.
0: <laughs> In a recent interview with Wrestling on 420, the Godfather was asked about Vince Woo-hoo! McMahon's views on marijuana. The pimp dad had said, Vince is up on the times. If cannabis were to become legal, then he would have no problem supporting it. I support he supported it when I was there. Vince saw me smoking weed many times and I was never fined once for it, which is surprising because a lot of people used to get in trouble for it.
1: Right. I, uh, going, kind of circling back here to dark side of the, the podcast. If you guys want to go and listen to the, uh, uh, that, is it the new, was it the new Jack episode? No, the brawl for all episode if you want to go back and listen to a uh, dark side of the podcast, Conrad Thompson and the brawl for all episode, the producers talk about when they met up with uh godfather and his, his strip club that he managed and they came back there and they're just like, he, tr- he just tried he, he flexed on them and just tried to smoke them out and they claim they hung in there. Now they claim they were fucked up. Very, very fucked up, but they claim they hung in there for hours just smoking blunts with the Godfather and just him telling them stories and shit like that. That was a fun one for them to talk Godfather about. They said they took Blunt their one drip
0: club. God, that sounds like a good
1: time too. <laughs> they said they took their one cameraman. Who's like a really, uh, a really, uh, they, they say he's a square, like an admitted square, like not a bad square. Like he loves his family. He just wants to do his job, go home, do that. And they were like, dude, it's Las Vegas. It's the Godfather. This is one time you have to come out with us and meet the, the, the people. And the guy's like, All right, I'll do it And they said they were sitting there smoking with Godfather and at one point they looked over and their cameraman was just curled up in the fetal position on the fucking, the chair, just passed out asleep. <laughs> and then he just apologized like hell to them the next day. This was the one time I thought I'd actually get to hang out with you guys. I'm sorry. I just love that. Not only was he passed out, but they, they claim he was passed out and just curled up in the fetal position in his, his little chair at Godfather's desk in his
0: office at the strip club. It was like, that had nice to be. Again to not draw dicks on his face
1: (laughs) they didn't say they did but to be fair (laughs) they didn't say they didn't (laughs) i just found that cute oh and something that's going to be cute or at least different pasty unique the 2020 money in the bank matches will take place not from florida where everything else has been recorded lately In fact, it's not going to happen in any kind of arena. It's coming from the WWE headquarters, Titan Towers, if you will, in Stamford, Connecticut, where the six men and six women, respectively, I'm assuming not at the same time, will try to make their way from the ground floor of WWE HQ all the way up to the roof of the building, where a wrestling ring will be waiting so that they can attempt to, quote, climb the corporate ladder.
0: It's going to be fun, man. I hope they learn some lessons from WrestleMania. I hope this is cinematic as hell. Uh, isn't it funny that in the last year I made a Titan Tower show pick with a with a diehard motif? Exactly. And now it's happening.
1: <laughs> yippee ki motherfuckers. <laughs> you know, I, I got to give them credit. I don't know how good or bad this is going to be, but I give them credit they're trying something. They know yeah. that they have empty arenas. They know that at least in my opinion actually in everybody's opinion because because ratings are down like hell but ratings for everything up or everything else are up crazy because people are just at home watching TV yeah so the truth is people don't it's hard to watch wrestling without fans in the arena it's really really difficult to to enjoy yourself and wwe sees that and that's why they've done the firefly funhouse and they did the the graveyard match and I think that's why they're doing this. They're doing something different. I give them credit for it. Time will tell whether it's good, bad, or whatever. But they're they're fucking trying. Yeah. Now, if they're gonna show them all the whole time in live in live time, go up all the floors. <laughs> um, no, thank you. I don't want to watch that. Well, so I, I hope heard it's that heavily they, they edited. Went back
0: to a. a pre-taping and they don't show they're not showing shows live anymore. They did that because they were worried about the contracts being changed by the networks, but the networks told them they weren't going to change the contracts. So they're able to just put out good content. I'm still not going to watch WWE because they're not essential to me, but I will be tuning in for money in the bank.
1: (laughs) It's it's almost in almost every contract that you can write up on everything. I mean if you have a homeowner's contract in your (laughs) and <laughs> everything there's there's usually an act of god clause and that's yeah. what that's what they would use for this like nobody planned on this covid19 so yeah they're not going to lose their tv status because they're not taping live it's an act of god clause nobody planned it
0: well nobody planned this
1: <laughs> well vince could have planned a little better but by should've. not doing it
0: Oh, boy. It's just, it's fun. We were talking about some stuff like this last week, and uh, it's its coming back even harder. Yep. As former commissioner of XFL, Oliver Luck, is suing Vince McMahon for the money that he was guaranteed upon accepting the position to run the league in May of 2018.
1: Seems like he's out of luck.
0: <laughs> he might be in luck. Vince might be out.
2: <laughs> True.
0: His XFL contract is believed to be worth 20 to 25 million over five years. It allegedly stipulated he was con, uh, con or er, whoa, whoa, whoa. It allegedly stipulated. He was to receive all money owed if terminated without cause.
1: Now you can see he, he already planned for this shit to fail. <laughs> he knew it wasn't lasting five years. COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I just think he knew XFL was not going to last five years. He wasn't stupid. (laughs) He's like, I'll sign on for a five-year contract, but maybe two you get? Uh, (laughs) We've seen the XFL. (laughs) I think he knew it wasn't lasting.
0: Yeah. Luck was not listed as a creditor from the XFL's bankruptcy filings earlier this month. This was the result of a judge approving Alpha Entertainment's rejection of several top executive contracts. McMahon's lawyer, Darren Heitner, with Heitner Legal, said in regard to the suit, Luck's contract was not with McMahon personally. Will the court be convinced that McMahon's pledge to provide his own money adds personal liability? Seems to be a stretch. However, several XFL coaches were listed as creditors in the XFL's bankruptcy filings, including Bob Stoops, owed $1.08 million. Mark Trestman owned $777,777. He knew what was going on. Jackpot! <laughs> Took your luck, Oliver. <laughs> That's two jackpots. And Jonathan Hayes owned $633,333. Although those payouts are substantially lower than what luck is seeking. Which is very true.
1: Well, yeah, when you look at you know six hundred thousand compared to twenty five million, yeah. it's a little different. I I honestly I know little to to nothing about legal procedures, but I can't see Luck winning this. No, that's it's it's McMahon doesn't owe him money. McMahon fucked up. McMahon was stupid, but Luck's the one who signed the goddamn contract. Yeah. Um, it's up to the bankruptcy corpse, and if anybody owes him money, it's Alpha Media. And does Alpha Media get their money from McMahon? That could be, but him suing Vince McMahon personally just seems a stretch.
0: It also helps that Vince has probably got the best lawyers out there.
1: Oh, for sure. He's he's no stranger to lawsuits.
0: No, not at all.
1: Uh, and uh, he may be getting more lawsuits after all this is said and done pasty because as WWE continues to record television in Florida in spite of social distancing guidelines due to COVID-19, one WWE employee at least who is choosing to go by the name of John in order to remain anonymous, it's John Laurinaitis. Uh
0: <laughs> It's John Oliver.
1: Uh, <laughs> they'll never know it's me, boss. I just used my first name. Uh, submitted a public comment during a meeting at the Orange County Board of County Commissioners on Tuesday saying that he feels forced to work and is afraid to speak out due to fear of termination, but is asking the Florida government to shut down the television taping so that WWE employees may properly follow social distancing guidelines. Now, this is a callback to what we talked about last week where the governor did open up certain businesses and included WWE as an, inset, an essential employee and this employee is saying hey take that away because even though they say if you feel like you sh- don't want to work you don't have to um, that shit's going to come back around and I'm going to be fucked
0: yep uh, poor John hope Vince doesn't find out who you are
1: <laughs> right and it's a story we've heard before, you know, when they talk about, um, oh, now I can't even, was it RV? I think it was RVD. And they were talking about when they would do the shows over in the Iraq or overseas, you know, to support the troops. And they were said, you know, nobody has to go if they don't want to. And RVD had to tell them like seven times, no, I don't want to go. Well, you know, you really should. Well, I don't want to go. Well, you know, it looks better if you do. I don't want to go. Finally, RVD didn't go. And then RVD... Lost his world championship. He also got arrested for smoking weed. I don't know. Doesn't look good. But still, um, Vince has been known to hold grudges when people don't do what he wants them to do when he gives them the option otherwise.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely not a a strange um, side of Vince. It's something we're very, very used to seeing. Yeah. Uh I had read something about this earlier this week too and WWE had issued a statement that John was not a real person and that everything that was in the statement was lies. But of
1: course. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I knew that. It's kayfabe.
0: It's fake news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Georgia governor Brian Kemp there we go announced yeah. on Monday that gyms, body art studios, bowling alleys, hair salons, barber shops, nail salons, restaurants, theaters and other similar businesses can reopen as early as today.
1: Similar businesses. That's a wide fucking range there, yeah, that's buddy. Everything. That's just every yeah, Exactly. That's Except just for bars. everything. Well, restaurants are similar to bars, <laughs> right. why not?
0: Due to the updated ruling, Dave Meltzer noted on F4W Online that AEW will take up taping again in a few weeks, with Georgia and Florida opening back up to do some business.
1: Woohoo!
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't. I still don't know how I feel about rushing to reopen everything. I understand people can't be out of work forever, but. Uh, I mean, a lot of these states aren't even being hit yet. And when they start getting hit and everything is in motion, it's going to spread more.
1: Right. The thing that just, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. The thing that bothers me, as I mentioned before, I can't enjoy wrestling without an audience. Yeah. So I I stated this a long time ago when this all first started. I'd rather everybody just shut down, wait it out, and then then reboot. And I understand that's hard to do. So <clears throat> they're in a difficult position
0: Especially with being brand new. They can't afford to, to fade do. from the limelight that they have.
1: Yeah, we noticed that the la- we, we've noted that the last few weeks, that this is just the worst time for AEW especially. This is their debut year, and they're either shut down or recording in front of no fans. Either way, it's, yeah. it's not good. It's bad.
0: I don't know if you've been following, but uh, since they haven't been able to do TV, they've been having matches on Being the Elite, and last week they had a three-part being the elite that was released throughout the week. And it was a story of Matt and Nick kind of butting heads. And then they ended up having a 40 minute fucking falls count anywhere match on their property. It was, it was a good fun time. And it was, you know, everybody's wanted to see Matt and Nick face each other. It was for the 200th episode of being the elite. And so if you, Ah, I I would check that out. There is some kind of shit like him trying to pin his brother in the pool. But he's, like, holding him in his arms on top of the water, like, Ref, get out of here, cop. But it's fun. <laughs> it's fun, and it's a good watch. And it's, yeah, it's the Jacksons beating the shit out of each other and trying to kill right. each other at one point. So that's fun, too.
1: But something else that's a good watch and fun, MLW. And they issued a new press release announcing that they have reached a new deal to broadcast their flagship show, MLW Fusion, on the Moritius, Moritius, Let's say Meridius Broadcasting Corporation, or MBC Network. Based out of the Middle East, MBC is a national network broadcasting programming in 12 languages, notably French, Creole, English, Hindi, Urdu, Bojpuri.
0: We do a lot of Lost in Translation. Wow. I've never wow. seen that one.
1: <laughs> Tamil, Gujarati, Telugu, Marathi, Mandarin, Cantonese,
0: and Hakka. I will be tuning into the Creole broadcast. That'll be fun. Too. Uh,
1: that, I tell you, we miss some uh, meal. Oh, uh,
0: going in there
2: now, Siri. Uh,
1: this sounds, sounds so uh, so fun. Um, but anyway, it, it's great that they're getting a uh, Middle Eastern broadcast, or, or it seems like everywhere. You know, like it says, Cantonese I know is China, French I know is France. The other ones, I'm assuming, exist. Yeah. <laughs> I sound very racist saying that, but I really don't know many of these languages. But it's awesome that MLW is getting that kind of a widespread attention. I going to
0: get Rosetta Stone and learn Boge Paris in the next month. You know, um <laughs>
1: we we've known that companies like ROH, Impact Wrestling, especially, WCW even back in their day and NWA, they do really, really good business overseas. In fact, a lot of times they bring in much bigger numbers than WWE television does in, say, India or um, over in England or Germany. So, good for them. It it only helps MLW grow. We like that.
0: Yeah. And BBC reported this week that Lucha Talents in Mexico were looking for other ways to make money after shows were put on hold due to the COVID-19 outbreak. It was noted that the tradition of wearing elaborate costumes and masks means they were all well-placed to use their skills and materials to make productive masks for the people. Soberano is selling masks for 150 Mexican pesos, or around $6, with designs associated with legendary Lucha stars such as Blue Blue Demon and El Santo. uh, Soberano said he is receiving orders from all over Mexico. That is where a few regular, productive masks are still for sale. Retired luchador El Gato Gris, the gray cat, is also making masks to help with the COVID-19 outbreak. He had to shut down his wrestling attire workshop when he had the government or when the government ordered all non-essential businesses to close in March. He is the f- he first made the protective masks for his family, but later decided to scale up to make masks with legendary lucha stars, including La Parca dr wagner and black taurus huerta is selling masks for 50 mexican pesos or around two dollars he is also taking custom orders for super fans
1: this is just one of those feel-good stories isn't it
0: yeah i like it and i love it's not good to love anything about covid but I love that, that you know, back in the day, you couldn't even wear a hood in, in most stores or sunglasses because it <laughs> covered your face and they needed to right. know who you were in case you stole anything. But now we're being urged to wear masks. Now and... you
1: see Bloods and Crips just strolling <laughs> around like it's nothing. Uh,
0: it's I love the people stuff.
1: that wear those, like, bandanas and shit, too. knowing goddamn well, they don't prevent anything. right. right fun stuff but good for them if, if you want to support them go it's not hard to find them online They're
0: cheap i know a lot of places online are selling you americans 20 dollar fucking luxury masks that don't do anything
1: right so- <laughs> these yeah. ones are these ones are great and from people that really know how to make you know fa- facial uh, i don't know facial does it hurt that wear? most lucha
0: masks don't have coverings for the nose and mouth like, are these really <laughs> helping people? <laughs>
1: right? Come on! Oh, <laughs> uh, in pasty, we're going to talk about uh, a couple guys who are not helping anyone. In fact, harming them, and that comes into play in our comings and goings section. Ooh. The revival. Who we just said well, last week, I think we announced were released. Yes. They revealed they will be using the name The Revolt as their Fear team the name moving forward. However, this name is already being used by indie stars Caleb Conley and Zane Riley for their team.
0: Well, they should just beat them up and take it then, huh?
1: <laughs> the indie team has been using the name for more than five years in the North Carolina independent scene, which has some upset in the industry because the indie stars have invested heavily in promoting and merchandising the name. Now, some might say, well, they probably don't know them. They've never heard of them, you know, whatever. Well, both Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson from the revival are from the Carolinas and are familiar with the duo, so this move has been perceived as as, as personal Because one of their own went against the hardworking indie talents. And these are two guys that should understand what it's like to fight up from the bottom.
0: Yeah, they should. But as an entertainer, I have to say, if you've been doing anything in a business for five years and you haven't trademarked your name, that's kind of your fucking fault.
1: I... Yes, as a business perspective, but I don't know many to any indie wrestlers that trademark their names because anybody who's ever went to trademark stuff, it literally costs you tens of thousands.
0: Than most indie wrestlers, we had our shit copyrighted like right at the beginning. You got to do that shit. You have to protect your assets especially when you're in Where'd you get it copyrighted
1: through? Because it costs tens of thousands of dollars to get something copyrighted.
0: Oh, no, no, not even, not even. Oh, yes, copyright, it does. It literally does. something as easy as writing it on a piece of paper, mailing it to yourself, and never opening that envelope. The post stamp is enough to state and to fight in court that that was yours, as long as you've never opened. Oh, some,
1: it. Oh, somebody lied to you, because that legally is not no, viable. No, it you is. You literally have to go through copyright court. You have to put in, you have to put in, you have to, put in, uh, you have to first... You literally have to apply for it. Then you have to personally seek out if any – yes, yes, I actually know this. You have to seek out if anybody else owns it. Then once you get the okay to apply for it, then you have to put money into a third or a second search that actually goes farther than that one. Then you have to pay to get the patent to apply for it, and then you have to actually pay to get it through. It literally costs tens of thousands of dollars to apply a copyright. Whoever told you that has no idea of anything about law. Otherwise, everything would be copyrighted. No, because
0: you have to have your name trademarked to, be, to, to release your music via any of the three major music groups.
1: No. No, you don't. Yes, you do. <laughs> you go look up copyright laws, and we'll see who's right or wrong on this one. Because that's something I know. You cannot just copyright shit. It, it takes a long time through legalities. Uh, actually, just somebody just go watch uh, Shark Tank and see how many people don't have their shit copyrighted and how much it costs to get something trademarked or copyrighted. It's it's quite an investment. It's not something that the average person can afford to do. You need to be making money to be able to copyright something, which makes sense. You should. Yeah. Because if you're not making money off of it, then...
0: See, and I also had heard heard that they were using the name Fear the Revolt" to go with the FTR that they already copyrighted. Right, which makes sense. And so if it's Fear the Revolt, then it's not taking their name.
1: Well, if their name's The Revolt and they're just, they're trademarking Fear the Revolt for t-shirts, it's still, I mean, it's just shitty. Can we just admit it's shitty? Yeah, yeah. There's a million and one names they could take. But, Especially and being Dawson from the are area both
0: old school roughneck guys. And for them to take names from somebody else is in character to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's in character with WWE. I think
0: <laughs> got to learn uh, something from Vince, right? That is true. I'll give you that. <laughs> On crazy news, Crazy Steve returned to Impact Wrestling during the company's rebellion event that we did not predict and we will not review. Maybe review at some point. Not this week. Crazy Steve appeared as the mystery partner of hardcore legends Tommy Dreamer and Rhino to take on OVE's Jake Crist, Dave Crist, and Madman Fulton. And I'm assuming Crazy Steve, Dreamer, and Rhino lost...
1: um you think they lost
0: i think so i don't think you the dream team is the not the, the not, not the winning team yeah they beat them they beat ove yeah oh
1: yeah with crazy steve's help they did well they legitimately did
0: good for crazy steve <laughs> tommy dreamer wasn't doing much
1: <laughs> no it was um i i watched i watched rebellion it was it was fun it was a fun match. I lo- I love OVE. I love Crazy Steve. I was glad to see him come back. Uh, Tommy Dreamer and Rhino. are Tommy Dreamer and Rhino. you <laughs> gonna be so
0: sad when he realizes Abyss <clears throat> isn't there anymore.
1: But right. But he definitely he fits in with the uh the, the crazy hardcore yeah. antics. So oh, yeah. it was a good match. I enjoyed it. I also enjoy uh David Piz- David Penzer. And uh, the former WCW TNA ring announcer returned to Impact Wrestling at Rebellion's first and second nights. Penzer, of course, had previously worked for the company in 2005 through 2010. Impact VP Scott D'Amore welcomed Penzer back to the company, tweeting, one of the best ring announcers of all time is back with Impact Wrestling. Woo!
0: That was David Penzer's catchphrase, right?
1: Woo! <laughs> we like david Penzer. yes
0: impact rebellion also saw a new backstage interviewer by the name of gia miller gia miller gaia <laughs> miller take it as you will she made her debut miller is a 22 year old professional wrestler from alabama by the name of georgia leanne milton or glam She's also the girlfriend of impact wrestler Ace Austin.
1: Well, that's not surprising, is it? No. <clears throat> she's good. She's she's a good-looking young gal and uh I hope she does well there. She was she was all right on Rebellion. Didn't stand out as great but didn't stand out as awful, so, you know.
0: That's a good place to make your debut.
1: I suppose so. Um, we also seen the round robin tournament to crown an interim WWE NXT cruiserweight champion. And during that tournament, we saw El Ijo de la Fantasma make his WWE debut with a win over old Jack Gallagher, who I was surprised was still there.
0: Now outside of WWE, it was El Ijo de Fantasma, right? They added an L in WWE. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, no, I, I think they, I think they've kept his name the same. I think it's just El Ejo Del Fantasma.
0: Okay. I always thought it was El. El Ejo De Fantasma. Uh, What do you mean? What? Uh, The Del. I thought the Del was De. Sometimes it is. Oh,
1: maybe. Maybe, maybe. It's basically, it's the son of Fantasma.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's what it, that's what it translates to though. So I guess, yeah.
0: Well, but I mean, Alberto was Alberto Del Rio in and outside he was Alberto El Patron. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I I guess I don't know that the one letter I'm not sure they might have changed. I didn't look into it. Sorry. I could be wrong. (laughs) My my
0: mind wants to say I've always heard it day Fantasma, but I'm not going to argue that. What's good to know is he's in WWE in a cruiserweight division that doesn't even really exist anymore. Right. (laughs) Or at least they kept him during the cuts, though. I think he's going to do a lot of good in the company.
1: I mean, he, he's he's an asset. He's a hell of an asset, so he's definitely good to have. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> More WWE releases include Chris Hero, NXT's Dorian Mack, who was involved in a serious car accident the same day he received the news bad times
1: that's shitty
0: that's chris yeah, if anybody's and seen the the, uh, the twitter <clears throat>
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah and if anybody's seen the uh tweet that he put out he's literally he's literally got a hole in the back of his head like it literally punctured a hole in his skull it's it's sick
0: that's not
1: good wish the best for old dorian mac he,
0: he shouldn't read text from vince while he's driving
1: you probably shouldn't, but of course, there's good things to to come to come along with this pasty.
0: Yes, because according to a report from the Wrestling Observer, all recently released WWE wrestlers are being paid for ninety days, but WWE has the right to use them during that time.
1: <laughs> That's just so weird, isn't it? <laughs> So you don't have a not so you don't have a ninety day no complete no compete clause and you're not getting released in night or you're yeah, you're not released now. You're getting released in ninety days is what it is.
0: Yeah. Right? Yep. You're still on the line for ninety days. We're fighting ninety days from now. <laughs> Keep your phone on, we might need you for something.
1: Yeah, could you imagine walking to work and they're like, you're fired. And you're like, okay, but we're going to pay you for the next 90 days. Oh, that's fucking cool. But you have to come to work for the next 90 days. <laughs> well, what the fuck? So you're firing me in 90 days. <laughs> well, I mean, at least it gives you time to find a new job, I guess.
0: Right. Makes you wonder how many of them they're going to change their minds on by the time the 90 days are up. And try to resign.
1: Right. Well, uh, I guess it depends on how long everything's shut down. Furlough them fuckers. Furlough them. WWE likes their furloughs. I, they should just furlough everybody, really. Well, not everybody. There's some people that they should just let go.
2: Yeah.
1: Because, I mean, we, we've talked about it. I think you mentioned that last week. We've talked about how WWE's just been stockpiling everybody as soon as AEW came into the... It's people they don't need. They'll never use. It's wasting their money, and it's, and it's hurting those people's careers. I mean, yes, it's putting food on their tables. Probably more money than they'll make anywhere else, but it still doesn't help if nobody sees them.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah, but it's tough times. <sighs> tough times. Sami Zayn.
1: Well, yeah, because he's the only person on the injury report this week, uh, which is, is good, but bad for Sammy. Although it's kind of. Uh, I'm kind of calling bullshit on old Sammy. Sammy Zane recently revealed on Twitter why he hasn't been on TV lately. It appears the current Intercontinental Champion recently had his wisdom teeth removed. In fact, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, had some advice for Zayn, reminding him to be careful of dry socket. Now, it's cool that uh, wrestlers from other promotions are looking out for other wrestlers, but you son of a bitch, Sammy Zayn. You can't work through fucking getting your right. wisdom teeth removed. Like, yeah. how many wrestlers have worked through how many injuries? <laughs> and, and, of course, some to the detriment. That, that you know really reduced their their number of years on their career by decades, but wrestling with your jaw sore isn't gonna fucking hurt. And I call bullshit on that. I don't think, I don't think that's why he's been off TV. And if it is, I'm gonna call it call pussy card on him. Get in there and fucking wrestle with your sore ass wisdom teeth, bitch. She seems I've, I've never heard of that in my life, pasty.
0: Yeah, Never. no, it's uh, it's something. It's <laughs> and definitely bullshit because I've worked after getting my wisdom teeth removed. Oh,
1: I did too. And he's a, he's like a, you know, he's an indie guy. He's worked through some crazy shit. Yeah, there's no way he's taking he's time off for of his wisdom teeth. One of the
0: greatest heel minds in WWE right now. Oh yeah, and it makes a whole lot of sense.
1: It could be storyline. For I hope it's storyline. Yeah, Especially because if Britt
0: Baker gets involved, like. <laughs> That is fun. Adam Cole told her to do it. Like, hey, you gotta you gotta say this on Twitter.
1: <laughs> Such good shit.
0: It is. But this isn't because we're about to dip into the obituaries. <sighs> yeah. Poor Sami Zayn died of dry socket. <laughs> <laughs> dry
2: socketed fucker. <laughs>
0: Former Memphis wrestling manager Travis Scott Bowden has passed away at the age of 48 of non-COVID-19 reasons. (laughs) Bowden was a popular manager in the USWA territory in the mid-90s and would later dedicate his time to being a great historian of the territory, including a podcast and blog called kentucky fried wrestling i almost said resin
1: (laughs) that's awesome kentucky (laughs) fried resin i wants me some of that yeah it's a sad day he's uh he's not the most well-known but man if you were if you were a southern wrestling fan in the uh 80s and 90s you've seen travis scott Bowden and it's it's sad to see anybody go from the business. We hate to see it. Um another one who again may not be be known very well to folks outside of the wrestling bubble, but has been a huge part of pro wrestling for years. Seventy two year old former WWE referee Billy Caputo has He's passed away. Yeah, Billy Caputo gone kaput of non COVID nineteen reasons. Billy Caputo did his first refereeing job in 1975 at Sunnyside Gardens in Queens for Vince McMahon Sr. During his long career, he was an official at the first WrestleMania, WrestleMania 10, and then moved on to WCW. After retiring as a referee in 2003, Caputo became an inspector for the New York State Athletic Commission.
0: And therefore, infinite rival of Vince McMahon
1: exactly <laughs> but still working with probably still helping him out with little under the table shit you know oh, what yeah. i mean
0: yeah depending how much vince's got on the table <laughs> uh, and last but not least global wrestling federation founder joe pedesino has passed away of non-covid 19 reasons he was 70 Petticino was well-known in the Southern wrestling scene, having launched Pro Wrestling this week, a weekly televised wrap-up of all wrestling promotions, and announced in the AWA alongside Gordon Soleil, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, among other announcers during the 80s. He retired from wrestling in 19 4 That's 94 yes. for all you cool cats and kittens.
1: He will definitely be missed. I, I know him well, especially from mm. GWF, Global Wrestling Federation, was kind of, uh, he was the one that was trying to come up after the uh, NWA got sold to Ted Turner. They kind of tried to take their place. And he was ahead of his time. He he literally, before he started GWF, he literally had a on-air televised show where he just, he had an hour where he talked about Every federation, the AWA, the NWA, the WWF, and the indies, and would just tell the news of all of them. And that was his show. And it, it was pretty cool. It was like the After Mags and, and, the, and Dave Meltzer, but in video form. And then, honestly, when he started Global Wrestling Federation, he did the same thing, which was, I think, kind of stupid, but whatever. He kept doing what he knew. On his own wrestling federation, he would spend fifteen minutes telling you what was happening in WWF and WCW. <laughs> it's like,
0: <laughs> okay, ensures you don't got to give him the ratings.
1: Yeah, it's like, well, you know, here you're watching our show, and here's what's happening on two better programs, <laughs> but don't turn the channel. Just keep watching our shows. <laughs> But, yeah, he seems like he was – all the little backstage stuff I've heard and business stuff I've heard, he's a very um, interesting person. He's a big, ugly Italian dude who had a super, super sexy wife. So he's a hell of a salesman. Let's let's say that. Uh, Just a really interesting guy. If anybody has time to just go online and look him up, he – there's a lot you can read about this fella. A huge wrestling fan, if nothing else, you know.
0: Yeah. Ah, uh, well, I guess the least we can do is continue to carry the torch in his name, eh? Eh. Hey. Not with all the wrestling federations, but as many as them as we can handle.
1: Hey, we try to we try to cram as much into that hole as we can.
0: You know, trying to keep up with it these days is probably what killed him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably, ain't that the truth? Yeah, that or his, his his next sexy young wife that took him to the limit. Bluechu folks.
0: Yes,
1: they don't sponsor us anymore. But no, they it.
0: don't. They never did. They yeah. Never will. Yeah, it's sad. They don't sponsor sponsor functioning penises. That,
1: that is that's that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point.
0: So don't feel bad feel good as you should
1: on this the eaves of 420
0: yes the, the whole of month this. of
1: four, the whole month of 420 this is our 420 month folks
0: yes it is who would have thought covid19 would gift us the ability to sit at home and smoke weed
2: yes <laughs> such good shit
0: it is such good shit and so is this show i'm surprised it's over already Uh, I'm going to keep on smoking,
1: keep on keeping on buddy.
0: And, uh, you all make sure to be right back here next week. We got another heaping helping of content, probably another list or a game of some sorts or nudes posted on our Snapchat. Definitely nudes
1: on Snapchat for sure.
0: If, if, if Tammy Sitch can do it, I can do it. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: Woo!
1: Oh, oh is that it oh yeah, all right <laughs> well with that being said i am fat mac
0: and i'm just pasty
1: and we will see y'all next week for some more awesomeness ow, ow, ow. i don't know what
0: that was it was like a wolf and a root.